Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, 
Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Hare Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Nitagor Premanande. Hare Krishna, everybody. Thank you for coming. Hare Krishna. Sorry. So thank you, everybody. Welcome. We're very honored to have a special speaker this evening. His Grace Kalakanta Prabhu. He is a personal inspiration in my life. He's been practicing devotional service for 50 lifetimes. Eternity, for 50 years in this lifetime. And he runs a very uh, 
Inspiring Center in Gainesville, Florida, for bringing people closer to Krishna, newcomers, called Krishna House. You can look it up, krishnahouse.com. Good visit also. So please uh, open your hearts and listen with attention. Thank you, Kalakanta Prabhu. Thank you very much. Welcome. Good evening. I have uh, good news and bad news. Which would you like first? Bad news? Watch Fox or CNN. The the good news is that tonight we're we're going to be talking about uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the most recent avatar of Lord Krishna. We'll start with a little invocation prayer. Those who know, please repeat. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Gora Premanandi. As we all know, Lord Sri Krishna, Balachanji, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the speaker of the Bhagavad Gita. And in the Bhagavad Gita, he explains, Yada, Yada, Hi Dharmasya, Glanir, Bhavati, Bharata. 
Whenever there's a decline in, in religion and a rise in irreligion, I dissent. So Bhagavad Gita was spoken 5,000 years ago. And just 500 years ago, Krishna came again in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This appearance of the Lord was not random. It was predicted in the ancient Srimad Bhagavatam, which had also been written thousands of years earlier. In that sacred text, it is said, Krishna Varnam Twisa Krishna. That in the age of Kali, our current age, Krishna, Krishna means blackish, comes in a form which is a Krishna, not blackish. Krishna Varnam Twisa Krishna, Sangopangastra Parshadam, along with his astras, with his weapons, uh, such as the holy name and prasad and, and transcendental literature. Yajnaya sankirtana prayar yajantihi samedasa. Yajna means sacrifice. Sankirtana means the congregational chanting of the holy names. Uh, and in this age, yajantihi sumedasa. Those who are medha, not just medha, but sumedha, very intelligent, will worship him. So this is the description of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from the Srimad Bhagavatam. On our altar, on our left, is the deity of Lord Chaitanya and his brother, Lord Nityananda. They are dancing. They are ecstatic. And the reason for Lord Chaitanya's advent is explained in a very beautiful way. You see, Krishna is with Radharani. And Radharani is bhakti personified. She is love for Krishna personified. So the pleasure that Radharani gets in serving Krishna and loving Krishna is so exquisite that Krishna, who is the supreme enjoyer, himself desires to experience it. So in this avatar, in this incarnation, he comes not as, the, as Krishna, but as a devotee of Krishna. So he can experience the love that Radharani feels for him. Does that make sense? So this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in fact, his bodily luster is like that of Radharani. It is fair, it is golden, and he is always in the mood of serving Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in West Bengal about uh, 500 and almost 550 years ago. And for his 48 years, he spread this chanting of the holy names of Krishna throughout India. At that time, much of India was ruled by the Mahabhanans. But even they became captivated by the Sankirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu predicted that uh, as many villages and towns as there are in the world, the holy names of Krishna would be sung. However, his followers in India always thought that was some sort of literary, literary hyperbole. But in 1965 a great devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, sailed west at the age of 70 and began the Sankirtan movement by chanting under a tree in a park in New York City. So this was an age, a time in American history when two things were happening. First of all, the immigration for those from India had been opened up, which actually allowed the Swami to come himself. Uh, and there was a great countercultural movement among the youth in America in that people were dissatisfied with 
the values that their parents from the post-World War II uh, generation had, had accepted. So these two factors combined very fortuitously for the, the Swami, who had no money, nothing but his teachings and, uh, and uh, three books that he had published, uh, found a very fertile audience amongst the young Westerners. So first in New York City, uh, people began gathering, they began chanting, they began experiencing the effects and the benefits of chanting the holy names of Krishna. Then from New York, he went to San Francisco, then on to a total of 108 cities throughout the world over the last 11 years of his life. So this one ambassador of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spread the teachings of Lord Chaitanya all throughout the world, something that had been considered impossible beyond before that. Before that, it was thought only in India would people appreciate the values of Bhagavad Gita and Vaishnavism. So this was the great gift of Srila Prabhupada, our beloved founder. Now, Srila Prabhupada, in addition to being a great exponent of spirituality, was also a great author. And in those same 11 years, while he traversed the earth opening temples like this one, he also published 70 volumes of traditional Vaishnav literature, both from Sanskrit and Bengali. Particularly in Bengali, he translated a, a biography of Lord Chaitanya known as the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. The Chaitanya Charitamrita de describes the life of Chaitanya from uh, birth to his departure, and uh, it is considered a great philosophical and literary classic. So, nonetheless, it had never been translated in English before. So it so happened there was a professor at the University of Chicago named Edward Dimmock, who was the leading authority of Chaitanya in scholarly circles in the Western world. He had been working on a translation of the Chaitanya Charitamrita for 11 years. So Srila Prabhupada's disciples asked him, is there a translation that we could read? He said, no, I'll, I'll write one. So within a year and a half, Srila Prabhupada had completely translated and published the entire work, 17 volumes. Uh, Dr. Dimmock was disappointed <laughs> because it's, it's always the first who's remembered, right? Like, uh, who was the first president of the United States? George Washington. Who was the second? Okay, a few, a few scholars here. <laughs> so yes, Prabhupada's was the first edition. And this uh, beautiful book in the Bengali language brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the Western world in, in full living color. So I'd like to read a couple of verses that exemplify the mood of Lord Chaitanya in that he sought everybody in the world to have an opportunity to worship Lord Krishna. Uh, this is from the Adi Lila, chapter 7 of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the first volume. Prata pratra vichar nahi nahi stana stana yei yanha paya tanha kari prema dhana in distributing love for Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates did not consider who was a fit candidate and who was not, nor where such distribution should or should not take place. They made no conditions. Wherever they got the opportunity, the members of the Panchatattva, that is Lord Chaitanya and his principal associates, distributed love of Godhead. When Srila Prabhupada came to the West, he was a sannyasi, 
But the Vedic injunctions are that a sannyasi should never leave India because India is the land of Dharma. And to leave that holy land will put one in risk of leaving this world in a, an unholy place. But Srila Prabhupada did not let that stop him. He had been ordered by his guru. Then it is enjoined that saintly people should be very cautious about associating with those of lower character. When Srila Prabhupada arrived in America, he wrote a, a prayer saying, I don't, to Krishna saying, I don't know why you've brought me to this terrible place. <laughs> but you brought me, so I'm here, I'm your puppet, make me dance as you like. So it was very uh, remarkable to see how young Westerners took interest in this elderly Swami and his teachings. It was phenomenal, really, because unlike other Swamis who started teaching in various aspects of the Vedic tradition, uh, Srila Prabhupada really expected his followers to come up to the standard of, of the priestly class. Uh, for th- that's not so difficult, but it was quite foreign to these young men and women at that time. Uh, they were asked to abstain from, from uh, intimacy outside of marriage. They were asked to abstain from any kinds of intoxicants, any kinds of meat, fish, or eggs, and from gambling. Why? Because these four abstinences uphold the four pillars of religion, cleanliness, austerity, truthfulness, and compassion. So, uh, obviously, this was not something that people would do casually, to take vows, indeed, lifetime vows to follow these principles, and to chant the holy names of Krishna for about two hours minimum every day in private meditation. Uh, These are the requirements for those who wanted to become initiated students of the Swami. So Srila Prabhupada said, I could have millions of followers, but uh, all I have to do is eliminate these regulative principles. (laughs) So in, in introducing Krishna consciousness in America, Srila Prabhupada found success. Interestingly, he had been trying in India for the previous 20 years, more or less, full-time, and found very little interest. He had one casual disciple and uh, was living in poverty in Vrindavan, the birthplace of Lord Krishna. But in America, he found very quickly he was getting many dozens and then hundreds and then thousands of followers Serious young men and women who agreed to these standards he required. Serious young men and women who studied his books and and learned the philosophy of Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, and then were able to teach it to others. So that phenomenon of serious followers in the West was the ticket Srila Prabhupada then used to go back to India and introduce Lord Chaitanya's movement and revive it. So, although they were not interested in the Swami, because there's so many Swamis in India, when he came with these Western devotees, serious Western devotees, then people took notice. Uh, And in the last two or three years of his life, Srila Prabhupada introduced the movement on a wide scale in India as well. Then in 1977, he left this world. So, after his departure, I've been fortunate, as Jagaranga Prabhu mentioned, to be a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. This is my 50th year since 1972. And so I've had the the opportunity to see this interesting demographic sociological experiment called ISKCON. At first, our temples were all young men and women uh, in their 20s. 
And even after Srila Prabhupada's departure, a 30-year-old devotee was an old-timer. And if someone had been a devotee for seven years, that was like incredible. So there's quite a gap, you understand, between this elderly, deeply realized, enlightened Swami and his young, enthusiastic followers. Naturally, the leadership of the movement uh, made mistakes, but they kept it going. They corrected the mistakes. They made more, corrected them. Uh, But the momentum that was there with the Swami began to wane because, for a number of reasons. Uh, However, the temples that these young Westerners had established, like this one, became a haven for that other phenomenon from the 60s, that is the increasing immigration from India. So for the the Indian professionals, uh, very accomplished people, successful people who were able to uh, immigrate to the U.S., the ISKCON temples became a a home away from home. And in, in many of the major cities of the West, the ISKCON temples were the first, uh, the first temples representing the Vedic tradition. So they gave shelter to many, many people. As such, the, these young families of Indian immigrants began attending the temples, supporting, participating, becoming initiated followers, uh, and in, in so many ways kept the temples going and grew them from their early stages. In the meantime, however, the impact of the movement on the general population waned. That has been the history of our movement up to this point. Most of our temples, like this one, have wonderful congregations, primarily from the Indian community. But the phenomenon that the Swami started of bringing young Westerners into Krishna consciousness had had stopped, uh, not entirely, but largely. So now, our leadership which constitutes primarily uh, elder uh, devotees, uh, disciples of Prabhupada, as well as uh, younger disciples, professionals from the Indian community, uh, are recognizing, hey, we need to deal with this problem because the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are really for everybody. Now, I'd like to read this commentary from Srila Prabhupada on this verse because it is one uh, one of the challenges that we have faced as Westerners trying to practice this ancient tradition, that traditionalists, they think that we're not really qualified. So here's what Srila Prabhupada writes about that. There are some rascals who dare to speak against the mission of Lord Chaitanya by criticizing the Krishna consciousness movement for accepting Europeans and Americans as Brahmins and offering them sannyas. But here is an authoritative statement that in distributing love of Godhead, one should not consider whether the recipients are Europeans, Americans, Hindus, Muslims, or whatever. The Krishna consciousness movement should be spread wherever possible, and one should accept those who thus become Vaishnavas as being greater than Brahmins, Hindus, or Indians. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu desired that his name be spread in each and every town and village on the surface of the globe. globe. Therefore, wherever the cult of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is spread all over the world, Should those who embrace it not be accepted as Vaishnavas, Brahmins, and sannyasis? These foolish arguments are sometimes raised by envious rascals, but Krishna-conscious devotees do not care about them. We strictly follow the principles set down by Lord Chaitanya. This principle that everybody is an eternal servant of God, 
Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadhu Kabunoi Shravanade Sudhichite Karya Udoi. Love of Krishna is dormant in the heart of everyone. And by the process of hearing and chanting, it's awakened. That's all. It's not something that has to be injected from somewhere else. That is the vision of the true spiritualist. In the Gita, Krishna describes in a different way. Vidya Vinaya Sampane Brahmani Gavi Hashtini Shuni Chaiva Swapake Cha Pandita Samadarshina. Samadarshina means equal vision. A true Brahman, a true Pandit, sees everybody with equal vision, regardless of whether they are uh, an animal, uh, a dog, an elephant, even somebody who eats dogs, a low-class human being, or a saintly Brahman. There's, there is the, the vision of the soul within everybody. So what to speak of any sort of communal or ethnic or racial discrimination? That is completely antithetical to the principles of Vaishnavism. So, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave all of the philosophical basis by which Krishna consciousness could be accepted by people all over the world. And now it is, it is happening. There are Hare Krishna centers in, in Russia. There are uh, Hare Krishna communities uh, underground, but they're in, in China and uh, all over the Far East, in Australia, New Zealand, in, in Africa, in South America, because everybody is an eternal servant of Krishna. That is what Srila Prabhupada has given the world. Meanwhile, here in America, where the movement started, we have this ongoing issue. How will we reach a larger community? We have wonderful followers amongst the Indian community. But what about the other communities, ethnic and, and social communities in, in this area? So uh, for my years in, in service to Srila Prabhupada, for many years I, I did not know the answer to that question. And then some years ago, I had a, 15 years ago, I had this opportunity to serve in Gainesville, Florida. And we began to apply some of the things that Srila Prabhupada did in the early days in New York City. And we found that they still work. So young people who had not been joining the temple and coming to study bhakti, all of a sudden they started coming, three, six, nine. Now we have always 30 students uh, in the ashram full all the time, young men and women from all sorts of backgrounds because we don't discriminate. And these young people come together, they learn Bhagavad Gita, they chant together, and they form very warm and deep relationships as fellow Vaishnavas. Many of them are working, going to school. Some of them are able to serve full-time in the mission. Uh, Whatever their situation, they are encouraged and welcomed and supported. And, And that has been just a wonderful experience in my life over the last 15 years. We've had over 350 young men and women uh, join us there and come to study. So now, uh, others are running that center. I've been asked to help share this practice and this model with other communities. Uh, for the last uh, six months or so, my, my good friend Brihat Murdanga Das here, and I have been working in the Houston Temple and establishing a, a uh, Bhakti Academy model there. Uh, I'm happy to report it's starting to grow. There are eight young men and women who have come to study and practice Bhakti. And our, our hope is we can open one in Dallas in the, in the coming year or so. So this idea that Westerners cannot take bhakti seriously has been disproven uh, by the practical experience of so many. And the phenomenon of this movement being relevant to young people has been proven uh, to be still viable. 
So I was asked today to sort of introduce this to you so you understand where we're coming from. Our goal is to help uh, diversify the congregations in our temples and also to bring in bright young men and women from all backgrounds to be able to study bhakti in an immersion environment. Now, I have to make one clear distinction, that those from Indian cultured Hindu families don't need the, the ashram nearly as bad as do uh, those from non-Hindu backgrounds. This is simply because the, the culture is, is in the DNA, it's in the tradition and the family. It's much easier for people who know these basic principles from Gita to take up bhakti. But for those who have come from an entirely different background, they need to have an immersion experience. Yeah, they need to live in an ashram where they are regulated in hearing and, and chanting about Krishna, regulated in studying Bhagavad Gita, where they can be provided with a, a sattvic environment, a, a sanctified diet, and saintly association all the time. After two or three months in that environment, many young men and women can really come up to the standard of serious practice of bhakti. That has been our experience. And those young men and women of Indian descent who also join the ashram have a wonderful bonding experience with these new friends. It's a real mix, actually. It's very interesting. Uh, the uh, young men and women from India ha are making friends with Westerners for the first time. The young Westerners are making friends with young Indian men and women for the first time. And there's a third demographic. The, the children of the first generation of devotees are sometimes checking out the ashram to see what their parents did, <laughs> see what it was like for them. And there are yet another aspect. Those who have been born as devotees meet those who are born as non-devotees and say, wow, I'm really glad I'm a devotee. <laughs> and the non-devotees say, wow, you've been doing this your whole life? Say, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so anyway, this is where our constituents come from. We hope to bring that phenomenon here to Dallas. Um, that's a short introduction to uh, the Krishna house. I wanted to open it up now and see, does anyone have any questions or, or thoughts on this, this concept of, of bringing a, a youth immersion ashram and for bhakti here to Dallas? Any thoughts? Yes? Okay, very good question. How did, how did we initially find interest in the ashram? Yes, in, in the Gainesville Temple, not one person had, one person had really taken up seriously in the previous 10 years before we started. So it wasn't like people were uh, uh, banging down the doors. <laughs> what we did is what Srila Prabhupada did in, in uh, New York City. We started opening the doors uh, for regular classes so people could come and congregate regularly for kirtan in class. And then we created some modest living facility for them who wanted to really go more deeply. It was just three rooms at first, but then three very bright young college students applied to, to stay. We made the condition that, yes, you can live here, but you have to follow these four principles, and you have to chant a minimum of eight rounds a day, which takes about an hour. So they'd come far enough in their experience to say, yeah, I'll give it a try. And then... When the three of them moved in, after about a month, the light bulb went on in their head and said, this is really fun. <laughs> so, you know, as wise and charismatic as we older devotees are, somehow young people are attracted by other young people. 
So those young people began sharing and attracting others, and that has just snowballed ever since. And continues to go just like that. The more the older devotees kind of stay out of the way, the better things go. <laughs> We've never advertised. It has always been just word of mouth. And ultimately, it's Krishna in the heart of the living entity saying, why don't you come and learn about me? Same in Houston. We haven't advertised at all. Well, we did steal three young uh, devotees from Dallas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's mystical, Narakili Prabhu. It's just when the facility is there, Krishna sends people. We can't create devotees, but we can create facility for devotees. By facility, I, don't, I mean not only a place to stay, but a supervisor to help them, someone who's got no other responsibility but to help new people, and cooperation from the temple management to facilitate the needs of a newcomer to Krishna consciousness. Just for example, in this temple room, suppose you're brand new and you walk in and people are singing some song and you have no idea what they're singing. <laughs> you feel, okay, well, this isn't a place for me. Right? So part of the Bhakti Academy uh, model is that you have some sort of very clear electronic signage so that anyone who walks in the room can see what is the mantra being sung and the, the signage changes as the mantras change. Things like that, little things. So with the cooperation of the management and the, created, the facility created and the willing person ready to care for them, Krishna sends the people. Isn't that that movie, Field of Dreams? The, the uh, tagline was, build it and they will come. <laughs> That's pretty much how it's worked. It's truly mystical. Okay? Thank you. Other, other thoughts or comments on this? Thank you. Please. I'm not sure it's on, Prabhuji. Okay, there we go. Okay, thanks. Hari Bo, Thank you very much for sharing. Um, first, I have a question for you. You say this is your 50th year in uh, 72. Where was the initiation? Where was I initiated? Yes. In, in Portland, Oregon. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, thank you very much for sharing. I, uh, I've been asked a lot lately by some different friends, like, you know, uh, you know, what type of programs or facilities are available for somebody who's interested in, like, staying, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the devotees and getting familiar. So I think what, what this program is fantastic That's for. Great. for uh, and then a lot of times when I'm here at the temple, you'll see, you know, different people, as you mentioned, come in. And they're just kind of looking, especially when they see Lord Namshringa, they're like, what is this? <laughs> you know, so the fact that there's somebody that's going to be available to kind of answer those questions and different things, I think this is fantastic. And I think it's great to expand to all the different areas. I've actually been following you at Krishna House, and wow, amazing service you're doing for Sri Thank Prabhupada. Thank you very much. Well, so I just good? wanted to offer that comment. I appreciate it. What's your good Arigo. name for both? Shambhala Badas. Shambhala. Thank you very much. That's, that's very encouraging. It's true. Uh, Lord Nishingadev can be very frightening. <laughs> the devotees love him, but everybody else is a little intimidated. <laughs> uh, I think this is a case in point. You're saying, Shambhala Prabhu, that you know people who are asking, is there any kind of facility? Um, if I could offer an observation, in the, in the 70s, there was a great deal of counterculture interest, you know, rebelling against this establishment. Now there's a lot of anxiety about the future, especially with global warming. People are wondering, 
what is going to be the future of humanity. <laughs> it's this, the same impetus is there now more strongly than I've seen it ever since those countercultural days of the 70s. The impetus for looking for alternative approaches to life, looking for deeper meaning, trying to ascertain something other than uh, one's identity as a resident of the earth uh, who's going to be born and die. <laughs> so uh, it's a great time to offer facilities for interested people. Thank you. Okay, any other thoughts or comments? Questions? I don't know if it's stunned silence or boredom that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> How do you feel about this notion of Krishna consciousness spreading beyond the precincts of the Indian diaspora? Any thoughts about that? Is, do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you think it's, it's a good thing? Is it possible? Do I have a comment? Unbelievable? Can you can you elaborate? <laughs> well, please tell me, sir. What what is magical uh, about it? How, how do you feel? No. Okay. okay. I was just saying. Tell us more. What, what do you mean by magical? How do you? How does it strike you as magical that that uh, non-Hindus are taking up bhakti? Mm. <laughs> um, those are nice adjectives, magical, inconceivable. These are all describing Srila Prabhupada. And we are just trying to uh, preserve what he has given us so graciously. Yeah, uh, Srila Prabhupada was once uh, um, speaking with a member of the Indian parliament named Tarun Kanti Ghosh. He was a minister from West Bengal. And uh, Mr. Ghosh was very fond of Srila Prabhupada, but he was also exploring other teachers. And he came to Srila Prabhupada once and said, I saw the most amazing thing in South India. This, this uh, Baba, he produced an apple from thin air. I saw it with my own eyes. Srila Prabhupada reflected and he said, you know, when I came to America, I just had one pair of cartels and a few books. And I began chanting. And then some young people came and they opened a temple. And then we opened another temple and another. And now, wherever I go in the world, there is big palatial house full of servants. American and European servants. And they're working without pay. Houses, temples, servants. And in every temple, we have so many apples.
No, Krishna is unlimited, and Krishna is in everyone's heart. So it is, as a Westerner who's come to Krishna consciousness, I can say it is entirely natural. And the magic is just that Srila Prabhupada made it so clear and accessible. The magic is in the holy names of Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Rama, Rama Ram, Hare Hare. Thank you. Other comments or questions? Yes, Mataji. Yes. That's a very good question. Do the people who join have a time limit? I think we've got the question. Yes. Thank you. Uh, or can they just stay indefinitely? The, the idea of the Bhakti Academy is that it's like a, a college. So we operate in some trimesters, three, mo- three and a half months, and people enroll by trimester. They just commit for three and a half months, no more, and no less. So then after each trimester, they can re-enroll for the next one. There's no obligation to stay, and there's no prohibition from staying either. It really depends on the individual. So we have people who try it out for three months and don't care for it and move on. And we have people who, I'm thinking of one young man who stayed through his uh, master's, through his PhD, through, then he started his first job, and he was there for seven years. He just liked it. Most of our students go on to uh, professional careers and getting married and raising families. Uh, some of them choose to stay and, and serve in the mission a little, uh, longer for some, some period of time. But primarily, people are preparing themselves for a life in Krishna consciousness, beginning with family life and continuing on into their future. That's our goal, really. We don't have, we have that aspiration that whatever a student enters our doors, they'll leave with Krishna for their lifetime. And there's no stipulation about them having to do this or that particular type of service. They learn what they need to know to always stay in Krishna consciousness. Thank you. All right. Yes. As you are so, you know, proud of his Western disciple, and he had full faith. He never discriminated between Indian disciple and a Western disciple. So, uh, especially for being an Indian, and I had always this doubt when we went to an Westerner, what, how will they approach an Indian? Because, and then I was hearing Vaisheshika Prabhu, he just changed my mind. He said they feel more confident in the Indians because they are coming from the land of religion and yeah. they are coming from where everything is originating, so as to say. And we have seen, like, we take our son and they have so much, you know, they get so much joy. But my only concern is those Sincere souls, there are, of course, most of them decline, but there are still so many who are really interested. Mm-hmm. And how do we retain them? I was just, this afternoon, I was just thinking if we keep, can keep a logbook mm-hmm. where we can get their number. Mm-hmm. And only, it's because, you know, American and Indian culture is different. Mm-hmm. The risk of intruding into somebody's privacy is much more here mm-hmm. than as compared to back in India. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, those souls who are so interested, seem interested, and they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can keep a logbook where they can give us their number and we, you know, 
continue from there. I was just, but the, just the endeavor itself is very, 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 very peaceful because it will please Shri Prabhupada. Well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught, Yare Daha Tareka Krishna Upadesh, Amaragya Guru Hoy Tareidesh. Wherever you go, whomever you meet, tell them about Krishna, and that way you become a spiritual master and try to liberate people in your country. So uh, the idea of keeping track of interested people is excellent. You know, our, our weakness is that we don't have facilities to close the deal. If somebody's really interested, where do they go? Right? There's, no, there's, no, uh, uh, there's nowhere for them to immerse themselves fully, as most Westerners need to do. So that's what we hope to establish at, the, uh, at a Bhakti Academy here in Dallas, a, a place for the most interested people to be able to spend a semester, really go deeply into the Gita and into chanting. So keep your list. You make your own list. You know, every, it's very personal when you meet somebody interested, isn't it? Yeah. And if you go, uh, if you take the trouble to keep in touch with interested people, uh, they, they, their interests can really, really grow. They don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so just trying to explain the philosophy is not as important as reaching out and keeping in touch. What do you think? Back to, I guess, yes, Prabhuji. Please take the microphone. You can pass the microphone. Thank you, sir. So, <clears throat> Prabhuji, I was listening to a lecture by Sri, um, His Holiness Radha, Radha Govind Swami Maharaj. So, he was speaking from Ajamil's story. And, uh, there was, it was being described that, um, you know, the discussions after the Yamadutas has been returned back, there was a discussion going on between Yamaduta and Yamaraj. Yes. So Yamaraj was saying that the, the sin, you know, to eradicate the sin, we don't have to take the holy name. Holy name is so potent mm. that you have to be so much, you know, big or large in your sin, sinful activities, then only, you know, you need like that. Like you, if you want to, you know, kill a mice, or mouse, you don't have to get a elephant for that. So from that, he was saying this holy name, which is so powerful, was being dis- you know distributed so nicely, uh, you know, so easily by Sila Prabhupada um, to the wide, uh, all around the world. So he was saying that the fortunate are those people who has taken birth after Sila Prabhupada. Mm. So because after Sila Prabhupada check, taken birth, whoever came, they got to know. The you know the importance of this holy name, the scriptures. It was so nicely being described uh, with simple words uh, to the entire world. Mm-hmm. So it was. I I never thought in that way. I just wanted to share that mm-hmm. um, by hearing from you. So I was thinking, com- contemplating on that. So I know that we are fortunate. I was not never thought about that. Yes, we are mm-hmm. fortunate because we have taken birth after him, mm-hmm. and we are we have been uh, you know getting this nectar uh, so easily uh, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- there was one word he told. He mm. told that, you know, in this Kali Yuga, people want big, big things. Then only they will be satisfied. Mm. If there is a lot of austerity, yagyas, and no, then they will say, oh, yes, I did something. But if you tell them that, you know, just take Hare Krishna Mahamantra, and then, no, it's simple. I mean, it may not be <laughs> so potent. I mean, how can you think that this is just by doing this? But that is, the, he was saying that is the greatness of Sila Prabhupada, that he has given mm. such, you know, beautiful and potent thing, very simple, uh, simple, simpler way to us to just achieve that yeah, success. Amazing, isn't it? It's, this is actually the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Sila Prabhupada gave all credit to his guru and 
predecessor acharyas to Chaitanya. But that, that was Lord Chaitanya's gift, uh, Harinam Eva Kevalom. Just by saying once the name of Krishna, everyone say Krishna. Krishna. You have just eradicated more sins than you could commit. <laughs> but the problem is then we go on and make more. <laughs> so we have to keep chanting. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a beautiful reference. All right, so I think we're about ready for Artsy. And we'll have some chanting. Thank you very much for your kind attention. And we hope to bring a Bhakti Academy here to Dallas soon. Hare Krishna.